Today on NBC6 Voices, a South Florida high school athlete fights to stay on the field. A teen was banned from all sports over the summer after two controversial calls here. Now he heads back to court to face an organization that wants to keep him from playing. And welcome to NBC Six Voices this morning. I'm Jawan Strader. Well, a local high school athlete heads to court tomorrow morning to face a regulatory association that wants him off the field. Luther Johnson the fifth is a lacrosse player at Christopher Columbus High School and over the summer he was suspended from all sports after two unsportsmanlike penalties. Months later he won an appeal to return to playing sports again and we must say it was a temporary appeal here but now the Florida High School Athletics Association wants to reverse that judge's decision and joining me now here to talk more about the courtroom tug of war that is going on as Luther Johnson the fifth my man right here number number 44 right here so pay attention to number 44 his attorney Rossi Williams and South Dade NAACP's Dr. Brad Bradford Brown, welcome to the show this morning. Welcome. Thank you, thank you for having yeah, us. Thank you. Well, let's before we get to you, Luther, let's talk to you about tomorrow morning's hearing. What can we expect? What is this hearing all about? Um, this hearing is basically the Florida High School Athletic Association's third bite at the apple, if you will. As you mentioned, we've already won in court twice. We won having our injunction entered against their punishment in the lower trial court. Mm -hmm. They then appealed that, which is an interlocutory appeal. We prevailed there, and they just were not satisfied. Subsequently, they filed another motion to now have the suit dismissed. So we will be back in court tomorrow morning at 10 15 a.m. to defend against that motion and we're talking about a student that is in his senior year yes the most important year of high school yes especially when it comes to getting into college yeah getting scholarships yeah potential offers out there yes not being able to play any of these sports not just that but Luther is talented. He's yes. a, he's talented. Goes to a good school. Now this is a, this is what I found out, man. When I looked you up, this is what I found out right here. Okay. Oh, you have a 4.09 GPA. Yes, sir. You scored a 30 on the ACT. Yes, sir. Okay. You've never been disciplined academically, or in sports by your high school. Yes, never. Never. Never, never at all. You were elected as president of his school's Christian Fellowship Association by his peers. It goes on and on. I'm not going to yes. read your whole high school resume here. Yes, sir. This is amazing because th this is why this thing is so intriguing here. And I can't wait to hear from the NAACP on this. Mm -hmm. How are you doing, man? I'm doing well right now. I'm, I'm focused on supporting my team and winning our games this season and coming back. After all this throughout the past like six to eight months, it's been rough. A lot of sleepless nights, a lot of crying in my bed, uh, trying to figure out and asking God, why me? But then sometimes you just have to realize God does things for good reasons, for future purposes. Maybe he has something promised for me in the Amen. future. Amen. I do believe that. I yes, do believe sir. it. And you've spoken like a, uh, uh, an older 17-year-old. Uh, you don't sound like you're 17. You're 17 years old? I'm 18. You're 18 years old. Just 18. Well, you just turned 18. Yes, sir. You don't sound like you're 18. You sound like you're older than that. Uh, but uh, it's been tough on you. Yes, sir. It has been tough. Yes. And so at the end of the day, what are you hoping comes out of all this? Uh, that everybody can realize that the, what happened and what took place during 
those games and those situations that it wasn't to harm someone. Mm -hmm. It was just playing a sport. Mm -hmm. Amen. And let, let's talk about just playing a sport and not harming anyone with mm -hmm. the NAACP uh, over here, uh, Dr. Bradford Brown. Your thoughts on everything that's going on? Well, we got involved first because of our concern what seemed to be an unfairness and injustice to an outstanding young man. He and his family are well known in the South Dade community. Uh, they are strongly supported by the church uh, that they attend. Uh, so that was our first thought was, this is the kind of young man that we want to encourage. This is our future leadership here. That's right. And all of a sudden he's getting his life really kind of destroyed in terms of not being able to continue to play the sports that he loves, the, the football and lacrosse. And so that's what brought us initially into it. But when you hear NAACP, you think, hold up, race is involved possibly here. Well, Do you believe that race is involved Absolutely. Here? Why? I, well, I, we att I, I attended the hearing mm -hmm. and I looked at the, the evidence. And one of the first things that we uh, discovered was the amount of, of racial epitaphs and racial mm -hmm. slurs that were used on the field and in the stands. And, you know, in professional sports, if you use that language in the stands, you get banned for life. And yet nothing was being done by the school. And when we raised this with the Florida High School Athletic Association, they just pass that off, you know, you have to ignore that sort of thing, don't worry about it. And, and, and that's interesting you should say that because let's point out, uh, Luther, you are the only African American on your lacrosse team, correct? Yes, sir. The only one? Yes. And did you hear those? Did you, would you hear other teams say racial slurs or call you names or anything from the stands? Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. I always hear people calling me names or things like that, but I just don't let it bother me. I just focus on what my job is to do, and my job is to play that sport at that given time. Amen. Yes, Amen. And, yes and I, you know, and I'd like to just um, talk about that for a minute. Dr. Brad mentioned that we did bring this to the attention of the association and there were actually parents who were eyewitnesses to these situations as well as the testimony of kids who were on the field during the game wherein the opposing team was calling Luther the racial epithets multiple times and making death threats. But I also want to say that Luther is not or was not the only African American on his team but in the entire game. So there was no doubt as to whom they were directing, you know, those uh, So he's the only African-American playing, playing out there, period, period, in a lacrosse game. Period. Not, there's not one on the other side right. of the team. There's not one here. <laughs> yes. He's the only one out there. The only one. And in both games at issue, because, you know, there was the first game, then there was the second game at issue, wherein they ended up ejecting Luther and then banning him for his entire senior year. And what was crazy is that when we fought this, first before going to court with the association itself, right. the experts upon whom they relied right. to review and uphold their punishment were actually their own staff members. 
their own staff, and that's exactly what they said and pointed out, wherein our experts were non-interested parties. We actually had a Division I college lacrosse coach review the play. We actually had another well-seasoned lacrosse coach review the play, and both of them pointed out that either no punishment should have been levied against Luther. And I believe we have that video. We're going to hopefully run okay. some of that video that we can see, that folks out there can see. We, okay. You've seen it before. Now, here's a look. And this is the first time. This is the first penalty that you received, Luther, right here, Rossi, right? And this is the second one. This mm -hmm. right here, this is the second one yes. right here that led to the, quote, unsportsmanlike conduct penalty yes. and the ban. The For ban. his entire year, senior right. year, from all sports. From all sports. All sports. He'd never been right. disciplined or sanctioned in football. He'd never previously, prior to these two games, been disciplined or sanctioned in any way in lacrosse. He's also played soccer. And he's never been disciplined in any sport. Senior year, to go toward those opportunities that you spoke of, he had recruiting letters from over 15 universities across the nation, including Yale and Harvard. And this board was saying, we're going to take it all away. And I'll end by saying the board is comprised of active high school educators. This is who was trying to take it all away. Well, you know, I know someone who really wants to chime in on this, and that mm -hmm. is Luther's father. So coming up next, we will hear from mm -hmm. Luther's father and a Columbus High alum and attorney about how the suspension could have a great impact on the team's athletic career. We'll be right back. All right, well, we are back with more on the courtroom battle between a local teen athlete and the organization that wants to keep him from playing. Luther Johnson the fifth won an appeal after he was suspended twice for rough plays on the field that you're looking at here. A high school senior heads back to court tomorrow as a regulatory association tries to get its injunction upheld. Now, we reached out to the Florida High School Athletics Association for a statement, but we received no response. And I'm joined this morning now by teen athlete Luther Johnson, the fifth, his father, Luther Johnson, the fourth, and his attorney, David Hefferman. Thank you, Heffernan. Thank, thank you for <laughs> joining us. I don't want to mess that up. I don't want you to sue me now. No, I well, it's all trouble. good. All good. <laughs> I'm messing with you. Well, welcome to the show this morning. Well, let's, let's speak with father now. Okay. Your feeling about everything that's going on and witnessing your son go through this pain that he's been going through. Well, I just want to be honest with you. It's, it's been very troublesome for me uh, because I've been his coach most of his life and I, I don't teach not head behavior. I, I make sure that he's a man, he stands up on his own two feet every time. And, um, you know, we go back through this year and we're watching him play and I'm, I'm like, son, you never played like this before. So I had to go in and sit down on the side of the bed and we're watching him play and I'm like, what is all this arm tackling and stuff like that? So I'm really getting on him right. and, and I'm like, what are you doing? And so I'm, I'm kind of deterred and he says, dad, you don't know what it feels like every time they blow the whistle and you think that they're coming to kick you out of the game. Now, a father is supposed to have something to say back. That's right. I don't know what to say to him. We, this is a physical game. This is a contact sport. I had, as long as he was the kick around guy, nobody said a word. We spent a lot of money sending him to all of these camps, making sure that he got the best of the best. And now that he's at the point where he can defend himself and he's one of the better athletes, you kick him out. You, you, you 
just throw him away like he's trash. And I don't think that's right. He is one of the elites. This was supposed to be his year, and, and they just completely got rid of him. What do I tell my son? I don't know what else to say. This is emotional for you. It very. So I had to call my dad, who was my coach. I had to take my son to my dad. And my dad had to just tell him, son, you got to play every game like it's your last because one day it will be. And so far he's been doing a great job. He's made it up and they're going to the championship right now. But it hurts me as a father because it's me this time. It could be you the next time. What do, what do we do for our kids? We teach, listen, he, he has no problem in the classroom. My wife is a school teacher. She made sure of that. You listen to uh, Alonzo Mourning and all of these people yeah. that we, we take him to these, these camps and stuff and they, they train you. Do the best you can. Be somebody. Now that he's somebody, wh wh what do we do with him now? And, and That's my baby that we're talking about. This isn't some thug. If he was wrong, trust me. Trust me. I'll be the first one to say that he should not be doing this or he should not be doing that. But we, we prepared him for college, we're preparing him for life, and I had to stand up. I couldn't because he's been doing right. And, so. and he, you could tell just by looking at his resume that I went over in the last, exactly. in, in the first segment there, we talked about the fact that he has a 4.09 GPA. He scored a 30 on the ACT. We talked about that in the last segment. It goes to show that you have raised a good Thank young you. man right Thank here. You. And when you see and you hear from your father, and you could tell your father is getting emotional talking about this. It hurts him just as much to see you go through this pain. How tough is that for you, number 44? It's tough to see my dad. I've seen my dad cry during this situation. Never seen my dad cry before. And that just brought tears to my heart because to know how much he loves me and how much he'll go to support me. And I love everybody who's been there to support me, my school, my administration, my players on the players that I play with, my brothers, and everybody, my church, everybody who's been there for me, I want to thank them for that. So well spoken, I tell you. And, and someone who else that has supported you is the man right next to you right here. That's and that, that, that's the attorney who I said his last name wrong, uh, Heffernan, I apologize <laughs> for that. But you have been there. You're a Columbus alum as well, but you're also mm -hmm. an attorney. And we were talking off camera, and you were talking about Luther here. What have you learned about Luther? Well, it, it was some, I got reached out to by the family, by the school. Miss Williams had already done an outstanding job. But when I looked at the facts of this case, and these were two incidents that occurred on the field that officials had reviewed and said weren't a violation, and they were going to take his entire senior year away. You alluded to it. That's the most special year you're ever going to have in your life, that senior year of high school. And so fortunately, the association doesn't have unfettered access. And through the judiciary, we were able to get him back on the field for the football season. And this is the kind of kid you want to represent your school. You want to represent your team. You want to represent your community. 
I mean, he's got a 4.0. He's, he's, he's the ideal model. Take out Webster's, okay, student athlete, and everybody throws that phrase around. This is the definition of it. And so for this kid to have his entire senior football season and half of his lacrosse season taken away and then lose those opportunities for schools that were recruiting him because now all of a sudden there's a black cloud over his head and it's tarnished him and held him back although he's had a great season but I know it's in the back of his head and yeah, that's what, a horrible that, thing. And let's talk about that. What has that done to as far as recruit, recruiting is concerned uh, because have some backed away? For, sir, uh, from sir, we, we've had several schools that uh, before this year he was automatically in. Now all of a sudden we can't even get a call back. We can't you know, I mean, now when you do talk to somebody, all they want to know is about the case. Nobody wants to talk about the young man that plays on the field, that gives his heart and soul. Nobody, nobody wants a rotten apple. I get it. But my son is not a rotten apple. This young man, I don't care anybody that's the underdog, that's who he's for. He, rise, he, he makes everybody rise to the top. And that's what I'm trying to get people to see. But... I don't have to do it. He does it. Anywhere he goes, church, anywhere, if, if you look at it, he, he's a leader. And that's what we try to get people to see. He is a leader. Now all of a sudden, everybody, it, it appears like they turned their back against him. But you know what? He has it up, up top. He's a very smart kid. My wife has, has dedicated her life into making sure that if he broke his leg, he had, he had something to fall back on. So that's where we were thinking, if he got injured, he'll be able to use it. Not and because... Not because of this. And, and I only have like a minute left. Yes. So, David, what, what's next? I mean, what's as far as the ultimate outcome here? And, and what many people out there, are, are, of course, are hoping is that Luther will be cleared. Everything is fine. He gets a chance to pick between a number of different schools out there. So can you tell me legally what's next? Legally, what's next? We've got the hearing. I think we're going to prevail ultimately on that. And I think we're going to be able to keep him on the field for the lacrosse season, just like we did for the football season. The difficulty comes in this. When people look at the big picture in schools here, banned for two unsportsmanlike conducts for the entire year. Well, the image in your head has to be, oh my God, th this is not a kid we want to deal with. Look at the plays, okay? There's nothing about those plays where you go, I don't want this right, kid yeah, on my like team. Like a band for the whole yeah, year? When yeah. you look at the video that, uh, you know, hopefully we can show it one more time, but you look at the video, banned for the whole year from all sports, yeah. not just from one sport. Which is what we got to convince these schools that, look, that happened, but it's not really what happened. Look at the facts behind this, and then look at what this kid is. I mean, you don't have to worry about clearing him through the clearinghouse, academics, or anything else. He could sail into school on that alone. Amen. But he's got great athletic ability, so we hope he gets that opportunity. And we sure hope that he does, too, as well. Uh, Luther, Luther the fourth, Luther the fifth, thank you so much. I know I'm going to be rooting for number 44, definitely out there. David, thank you. Thank, thank you. you so much for joining us this morning. We'll be right back. Absolutely. Welcome back. Here's what's happening in our community today at four o'clock. There's festive music at the annual Overtown Holiday Spectacular. Performers include the Young Musicians, String Band, Chamber Ensemble and the All Star Ensemble. They'll play a program of classical jazz and pop tunes out there. This free event is at Overtown's historic St. Agnes Episcopal Church. It's located at 1750 Northwest Third Avenue. But well, that's our time for today. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and 
and Facebook. And you can also message us on social media as well if you have a story out there, idea out there. Remember, before we go, remember, education is the key to success. If you believe, you will succeed. We'll see you next time. Have a great weekend.